Behold, RPGs and Baby Makes 3. RPGs and Baby Makes 3, Reimagined. Nobody knows. Nobody knows. How would anybody know? You don't know, but somebody would know. But you don't know how they would know. Man, somebody knows. <sighs> Looks like we're off to another typical RPGs and Baby Makes 3 reimagined. <laughs> I didn't even know we were recording yet. Well, I know. We weren't really <laughs> recording yet. Nobody knows. Somebody knows <laughs> or nobody knows. Somebody knows. We have a lot to talk about on this episode, so let's roll for initiative. In the deep distance, I do hear a cat yowling. Yeah, yeah. You think your recorder will pick that up? I don't know. I might have to edit it out and post. <laughs> <laughs> So we've had a lot of gaming stuff recently, actually, kind of-ish. Well, well we've talked I, about it. I, I did one thing. What was that? The pirate thing. <laughs> <laughs> so I ran Ghost of Salt Marsh, and we played that first session, <sighs> yes. which was a session zero and a first session, sort of. Yeah. It was a bit slow. And I was sick as poop. Yeah. But I mean, it was the first session, so I kind of have a better hold on things now. So, and amazingly, we've already lost two players. Well, the two players are in a relationship and have a child, so I'm not surprised. No, I'm not. Nor do I hold any sort of ill will about that or ill feelings about it, but I just think it's so funny. Yeah, I get it. But there's four of us. I yeah, yeah, four players and a, and, a, and a GM, a DM for Ghosts of Salt Marsh, which is a throwback to three original old school AD&D modules and a few other added in adventures sort of tying them all together sort of loosely. But we're going real pirate theme. What did you... Okay, yeah, describe your character. Uh, a seagull-based Aarakocra ex-military who's grumpy and has really wild fuzzy feathers on his head so he always wears a hat whose name is skis i can remember the name skis too it's like a good it's a really good piratey name yeah like it's funny i you know i spell it s-q-u-i-s but it's like you know like water skis but it seems to be taken on that he's skeezy but we nobody knows him yet don't we, though? Don't we? I'll probably fall into the food-loving, <laughs> smart-ass, smart-butt trap that I tend to do. Well, I'm excited to see the character and what you do with it. I think it's really interesting. And then we have a, uh, a merfolk, right? And a human? Was it like a Triton? Triton. Triton. Yeah, Triton. And then a... A human. Half... Half half elf. elf. And then, um... Like a water elemental. Yeah, water ganassi, right. Which I think is like a... 
offspring of like water gin sort of thing i think i could be wrong about that so this is the problem is that this is a fifth edition thing so i'm still learning a little bit i want everybody to play their characters but one thing that's going to be cool is i think that as we play the game every time we play i'll learn more and more and more and i'll read in between sessions and i'll learn how to run it better and better and better i know how to run D, but just learning the fifth edition version of the game yeah <laughs> And I know people hate D&D Beyond, but I just love tapping buttons. Yeah, you made your character there. I, 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 I made my character so fast, and then all the other hours were people making their characters. But you know what? Like, I've had the bells and the whistles, and I don't want any bells or whistles. So, you know, I just went with an axe-wielding giant bird. Yeah, a giant pirate bird pirate axe wielding pirate bird yeah pretty cool yeah we'll see and so we started it and basically went and met like some skeezy contact down at a tavern on the waterfront and you got in a boat that you had basically and took the boat up the coast and went to a haunted mansion went to the haunted mansion and then on a personal note like i multiple chocolate chip cookies i kind of feel like they were pity chocolate chip cookies because i just felt so bad i wanted to just shovel in cookies but then i felt bad so i ate salad and rice and avocado and healthy yeah we're gonna i I think that i'm excited about the next session because i want to up it i want to up the food i want to because i and i feel like you know everybody's making characters and stuff it was a little it was very slow but next time we get together it'll be like doing stuff yeah because typically you don't do role-playing in session zero Mm. that's taking us back in the time warp machine to another previous argument is session zero role-playing no see our old episodes to find out more like and subscribe by the way and then you can you can do see all of our you can do the liking and the subscribing and it's all good I think I'm going to wait to talk about something else sort of role-playing related that I've got a couple other things till the end of the show. So let's, why don't we go ahead and get into our main topic then. What is the main topic? I'm going to get into it. I, you know what it is. Roll up and you're like, I want to talk about this. Oh, but we already talked about this. Yeah, gonna... but that was yesterday or the day before and many things have happened since then. Well, why don't we start the main topic segment and then i can tell you okay let's do it damn or should we keep talking just go. let's delay it a little bit longer just stop <laughs> it's getting... or maybe just go <laughs> should we just keep doing this god let's just start the main topic okay <laughs> <laughs> if you're ready we want to pop you up all right so you remember the main topic no I you have don't. been doing some regular live action role playing in our lives as a fox. Yes, as Oatmeal the Stuffed Fox. So, you have a voice. 
can do the voice. <laughs> Let's hear some oatmeal. Hello, my friends. How are you doing today? I see you have a tummy ache. That is so sad. And now you're passed out in the bedroom and we are recording a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. How long is this going? Is this going to last before you vomit? I don't even know, but I'm so sad that you feel sick. And mommy and daddy are so sad because they don't want to be sick anymore either. And why did you leave me in Charleston, daddy? Oh, dang. Okay, so I didn't leave the original. I trusted you to do the final sweep. <laughs> I mean, I did do a sweep. I looked through you, you and I missed did. it. Yeah. So yeah. we, I left I left the original one, but this is how smart we are. Mom uh, is. Mom is. Uh, Gretchen ordered a second one of his favorite stuffy, and we had it in reserve here at the house in the attic. So we yeah, were able he, to. He, he fell in love with this stuffy at four months old. Flash forward three years later, mm-hmm. and I, I pull out one from the package, and it's new and soft and so beautiful. Mm-hmm. So I told him that uh, oatmeal had gone to the salon. Yeah, <laughs> which is great. Actually, they sent they they said they were sending the other one back. Well, now I'm gonna have to say oatmeal had a really hard day. <laughs> <laughs> um, but see, but the fun thing is, is that so I. He does not accept me as being an oatmeal. Like, I can't do the voice. No. Like, he does not accept me. No, and he's very demanding. He'll be, you know, the other day he went outside and he's, oatmeal, oatmeal. And only mom can do oatmeal. Only mom can do oatmeal. And, but I do feel like the character sort of taken on. So, the fox is like, is it a Renard the fox? Yeah, it's supposed to be Renard the fox. Okay. So, it's a really cool. Siggy Kids, Patchwork. Fox. It's really cute. What's the name of the brand? Siggy Kids. Siggy Kids. Or Ziggy Kids. S I G I Kids. S I G I Kids. Okay. But it's a cool little stuffy, I guess you might say. Yeah. And um and I kind of love that like so you know, I mean it's not like an RPG, but you are like role playing as a character and I kind of love that. Yeah, I mean, you know, I move his arms around and, you know, whatever Lincoln is doing, I'm interacting as the fox. And, you know, I remember recently we built a fort and he was playing music under it. Mm-hmm. Like a can and some bottle. I don't know, but we were all under there playing music. And Renard the fox or, or Oatmeal the fox was... Singing, I think, at one point. I don't know. It's, it's a lot of fun. That's awesome. And it's also something that's special between the two of you. Yeah. So, I mean, like, you've brought this character into into life. Yeah. And now he, I mean, and he loves oatmeal like his favorite. Like, you've got to bring oatmeal. Yeah, he, he waned for a little bit, and then mm-hmm. it was George the, the monkey. But I never had a voice for George. Or I haven't had a voice for any of them. But now he grabs random ones and he'll sometimes say, can we talk? And then I have to come up with a different voice. <laughs> I can't keep track of them. So I'm just trying to stick to oatmeal. Or Lincoln Llama or Lincoln. There's like all the Lincoln animals. Everything is named Lincoln. Except for oatmeal is named oatmeal. Yes. And Chaka Monkey and George. Chaka Monkey. The snail. The older ones. Are not named Lincoln. Lincoln did name Chaka Monkey Chaka Monkey, though. He did. He did. I mean, he named a lot of the other ones, but I think the older ones, he, I don't know, something changed and he wanted everything to be named Lincoln. It was really cute. 
I kind of like the idea of like stuffies being these like NPCs that we control as adults, even as kids. Yeah. Like we make them into characters and interact with each other. Yeah. It's fun. It is fun. And stuffies are, you know, stuffies, everybody plays with dolls, tea, whatever, fighting, you know, whatever dolls do. Stuffies don't really have that because they're not really posable. But stuffies have such a wide range of, I don't know, they can be anything. Like we have a dragon with human teeth so he could practice toothbrushing on it. Yeah. Uh-huh. He has uh, escargots, a snail. Which is also a line of stories. Yeah. Um, little blue truck. He's got a cement mixer stuffy. I mean, you know. What he calls round and round. Round and round. Because the truck tunes, right? Uh huh. <laughs> I think he has like four teddy bears now, an elephant, grandpa elephant. Yeah, lots of. Well, but I, what I kind of love too is like how it's sort of, it sounds sort of weird, but like we play role playing games and stuff like that. And it sort of helps us expand our imagination and take on these other characters. And then we get to use that sort of practice to like connect with our kids in a way. You yeah. know what I mean? And it's very fun. And I'm not afraid to do accents because right? it's my kids, so I can just go with it and have fun. Like, you know, if oatmeal suddenly goes from French to German, like I accidentally did last night, joking with and you. kind of just now, and there was like yeah, French like and it German just kind of goes Eastern like European you know, there. I don't know, I don't know. It's just fun. Yeah, and I mean, it's just and and like I don't know. I think it's it's um, you know, encourages them of course to use their imagination but i mean like you know like getting down and playing playing with the kid and that really sort of in the world of imagination is like it's a very deep connection i feel like you know yeah i've actually thought about trying to listen to you know acting podcasts where they do the accents and stuff so i can try to hone it a little bit more but i don't want to you know i kind of like the off the cuff vibe of it and not I don't know. Depends on how deep right. I want to go. Yeah. I mean, I kind of have thought about that as well. Like, learning a little bit more. Because my accents always kind of devolve in, like, to, like, two or three basic. <laughs> There's, like, two or three accents, essentially. I All mean, the characters eventually devolve into. I can I can pull out the southern very easy. In fact, if I go too southern, it, it will stick with me a little bit. Because. Yeah. I'm you have a little bit of the. Yeah. Like. Uh-huh. You know, it's it's in my blood naturally. <laughs> a little bit of that Appalachia. <laughs> you can you can take the girl out of the Appalachia, but you can't take the Appalachia out of the girl. I guess. I guess so. Because <laughs> I never lived there, but you know. <laughs> Those waters run deep. It does. <laughs> you know, or you know, genetics. Who knows? Just interesting, though. I mean, I wonder if other people have used that. I I would be curious to see to hear if other people have these sort of characters that they interact with their with their kids by you know using and how they kind of evolve because i think one of the things that's pretty cool about about oatmeal is also oatmeal's personality has sort of expanded a little bit mm -hmm. like at first it was just like you know a couple of cent like a you know maybe a phrase or two but now like you'll have full-on conversations with them you're playing music with them yeah so how the character sort of evolves you know like he didn't necessarily he wanted to tie oatmeal to his luggage and put him in the back of the trunk and oatmeal was like hey man i want to 
I want to sit on your lap and let's watch a show and eat snacks on the way to, on the on the way to Charleston. Let's do that. Mm-hmm. I love that. That's so fun. And I, I I would be curious though if other people do kind of do similar things. And I would also be really curious if anybody out there has kind of taken voice lessons or done research into that kind of thing about accents. There might be, you know, even YouTube videos on them. I haven't really done any research. But oh, I'm, kind of I'm cool. positive there are. That, that's pretty cool. So, um, anyway, email Accents us. Are RPGs, hard. they are hard. You know, like, I love listening to people who go with an American accent because you can catch the slip. Every now and then. And yeah. it is so, I just, I <laughs> I love hearing it. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, you know, and it's so funny. Some people get so bent out of shape about foreign actors playing Americans. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh. Well, I guess I should oh, be surprised. Oh. At least in the comments. <laughs> oh, ho, 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 ho. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. It's so anyway, email us, rpgsandbabymakes3 at gmail.com. I'd love to hear if you've, if you've done any of you have things. photos of any of the stuffies or whatever you use. Yeah, there. that'd be cool. That would be fun. We should yeah. really put our reimagined Facebook thing together and do Instagram yeah. and all that stuff. Anyway, let's get into our final segment here. Red alert. All hands stand to battle stations. So, lots of stuff. What you been... Okay. I thought it was really funny. We always talk about reading. We always talk about the books we've been reading here. And I thought it was really funny how one of your recent reads kind of made its way in front of you in social media. But <laughs> you want to tell that story? Because it's pretty funny. It is. Uh, it's a court of thorns and roses i think they they call it akotar for short and um it gets very adult in nature and one of our friends on social media posted up these assortments of books that she was going to be reading and of course i had to do you know comment that oh akotar flames and woo fanning myself gif um and then she revealed that her 15-year-old son is reading. And so I had to joke, uh, you know, well, before you go into the room, knock and wait a few minutes. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, it was funny. I can't remember. I think that the, the fantasy books that I read and stuff, it was never explicit. Like, the sexual stuff was never explicit. It was always, like, fade to black kind of things yeah, when I was younger. There was one or two books that hit my social circle in, like, high school or middle school where we were all, oh, my goodness. And so yeah. we were passing it around and laughing about it. Um, but, yeah, I didn't read anything with adult situations until recently. And there's actually some, you know, if you want to look, well, no, I did start reading the Laurel K. Hamilton stuff, and that, after a while, it just gets so deep in the weeds there that I just would skim chapters because I just wanted it to stop. <laughs> but she's calmed down now. I don't know what she went through in her life where she just went sex crazy, but I'm, I'm glad that it's over with now. But, um, I mean, in general, like, never involved yeah, I mean, same with me. I ordered the Dragonlance books, like the Dragonlance Chronicles, a lot of the Dragonlance books, some of the old, um, even like the Forgotten Realms books or 
I don't know, just a lot of this, the comic books. Like, I was really into comics when I was in in high school and stuff like but that. But the funny so. thing about comics is you did a lot of superhero comics, uh-huh. and there is just blatant sexuality throughout. You think? I mean, but the, not nudity the women, and stuff. No, but the women always have gigantic boobs well, and back scantily in the day. clad. Yeah. Like, who is it? Uh, Rogue? She basically wore a bathing suit. Was that right? Yeah, kind of. <laughs> yeah, I guess she I do remember like thinking those the, some the of those. Bikini? Yeah, I guess I do remember thinking some of those characters were hot back in the yeah, days. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, I, I, I think that's true. I guess that is true. I guess that is true. It's not, but it's something to consider. I think, I don't know if that extremely vulgar, like, because I think what you're talking about in the book is graphic sexuality in this I mean, some book. of it is very graphic. Some of it so, less graphic. So it's a difference between, you know, showing like drawn bikini clad women and like yeah you know what i mean you know, so but it's kind of funny because when we were growing up this the standard was different so i think recently we were joking with some people you know that a pg-13 movie or pg would suddenly have breasts in it and nowadays like that is immediately mm-hmm. in our rating in the 80s you could get away with so much um it's interesting how in a lot of ways we become more conservative yeah but also, I mean, like, um, you know, speaking of, I saw a post by someone, one of our council women, uh, body shaming a mom who showed up in a crop top and, you know, very ripped jeans, which is a style that I am not particular to, but I know it is yeah, popular uh-huh. among the young. And they were body shaming her, telling her she should have shown up to her kid's graduation and something more acceptable. And... I just, it was amazing to see, especially women attacking women about this. I was just excited she showed up to her kid's graduation. I mean, really, seriously, what's the right? thing, what's the important thing here? And she you know? looked very put together, like, and healthy, and I, I just, I don't know. Sexuality is an interesting thing, so that's why I find it, um, I don't know, diving into books of a sexual nature, but some of the stories are actually really good. Some of them are like, I'm not going to revisit this. Well, and you're such, when you get into the zone with reading, you crank through some books. I mean, you just. Yeah, I, I just did my Goodreads. And? If I'm not missing any, it's 39 books. Since? January 1st. Oh, 39 books this year so far? Yeah. Wow! Great job, Yeah, Gretch. but see, but part of, I'm going to defend myself here is, you know, that's one of the books that I just got from Libby. It is an eight-book collection, and I got to read it in two weeks. Now, I only got through three, but some of these things, like, I just got to haul butt and, and get through. Yeah, no, that's great, though. I mean, book reading is awesome, and a lot of the reading, you know, for, for those out there, like, what we do is when it's settling down time the kid we we read now he is not old enough to read yet so he's watching videos but we try to at least make those videos be somewhat not terrible man that kid can go down a youtube hole though yeah um but we try to steer him towards videos that offer some level of educational value but the we're reading while while every night and that process is a lot of times it's like an hour 
So we, we can consistently read. Yeah. That's something that we have the time for. So. And I really look forward to the time when he will be reading with us. So we will be working on instilling that in him. Mm-hmm. Now there are certain books he won't read until he's older. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. I've been reading, doing some reading. I read a, a Vampire the Masquerade uh, <laughs> graphic novel, which was not good. <laughs> but I got Did through Did you ever it. watch the TV show? I believe I watched some of it with you. Because you had it on tape, cassette, <laughs> uh, or not cassette, um, VHS. VHS. I guess it's a VHS cassette, right? Yeah. It's a cassette. Yeah, so I, I've seen some of it. The guy died. That was why like it ended. The main person. Yeah, he died yeah. in a motorcycle accident or something. Yeah. The, uh, there was not a very good graphic novel, but that's related. Vampire the Masquerade, the RPG, of course, the White Wolf RPG, and I did read that, and it was not good. Uh but I've also been reading this series called the True Game Mastery series of articles by the Angry GM. <laughs> and it's theangrygm.com. Now, the angry thing is like a whole shtick. I don't actually think it's... He seems to be a pretty nice guy. <laughs> I'll be, be honest with you. He seems to be a pretty nice guy. He has this sort of angry thing. And he like calls you names and stuff throughout the article, the reader. But it seems a little bit more like he actually is a very genuinely nice person. But it's it's this huge, huge series. And I've, been, I've read the first four of them. And it offers some pretty interesting ideas on how to better run games Hmm. and you know i brought up one facet that came up in one of the four i read the first four of the articles they're very long each one is quite long i don't know how many words but they're all quite long probably maybe ten thousand words each and he made one suggestion which was controversial to me and i thought it was interesting he was talking about immersion and getting players immersed in games and brought up the notion of encumbrance which is like the oh, amount of weight right. that you carry oh, on you God. and the items that you have especially yeah. things like ammunition and, and his you, ta- you brought up rations and, and rations and stuff like that and his argument was don't get rid of that stuff because it's a pain in the butt keep it because it makes the players keep track of those things they're not just abstract concepts anymore so like every time that they use a ration they they think of it as i'm eating food and like the it it sort of promotes this notion of like when you start getting low there's actual scarcity or same thing with like if you're shooting firing arrows or like you have to imagine the actual equipment that you're carrying on your character like so how are you carrying all of these things or like what do you have and it 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 makes you think about your character you actually like living the life of the character more I don't know how I feel about it, mostly because I do think it is a pain in the butt, and it's not something I particularly want to do, and it'll something that it's something that will take time, and we have very limited game time to play. And do I want to spend any of that time doing encumbrance or tracking, you know, individual items? But I get the idea. You know, I I only followed along when it was automated in video games especially mm-hmm. Fallout, um, and trying to get rid of stuff to carry other stuff. God, I had 
boxes all over the mm-hmm. wasteland to store things. But I always imagine myself, my characters, as the trash lady from Labyrinth. Um, <laughs> oh, yes. Ooh, this is nice. This is nice. And she's carrying everything on her back. And it's kind of funny. But I just don't. I mean, if anyone's been listening to this podcast previously, you probably know I don't like getting in the weeds with technical stuff. So I keep it in mind, but I don't want to sit there and suddenly, okay, well, my character just fired off six bullets and that's, you know, that's only 20 left here. And then you have to adjust the weight for each of those bullets. I I don't know. I just feel like when you are sitting there doing the numbers, you're not role playing. I'm there to role play. Okay. Well, let me let me propose. Let, let me make an let argument. Let you propose here. something that I'm not going to agree with. Sure. <laughs> Probably not. But here here's here's the thing though. Okay. So, have you ever played and gotten truly immersed in an RPG? A tabletop role-playing game. I'm not talking about a video game, but have you gotten truly immersed in an RPG before? Ever? Well, I mean, I think the question becomes, like, what do you consider immersion? Full immersion. Well... Like, because you're making, you're making it seem like, do you do method role-playing? We're going to pause on this one. Yeah. Got a sick buddy oh, coming to join us. Okay, so what we're gonna do is we're gonna end the podcast here, and we're gonna come back to this topic, and we're gonna say what is what do you define as immersive role playing? That'll be our next topic. Yeah. And immersive role playing. Go get the thermometer because he is hot. Lincoln, do you want to say hi to the podcast audience? You're not feeling good, huh? Yeah. Oh, so our boy is sick. We're gonna take him. Thank you for tuning in. Like and subscribe. We will catch you sometime soon. Yeah.